The following audio is from Hope Hill Church. To learn more about Hope Hill Church, please visit hopehillchurch.org. Hi, Hope Hill Church. It's great to be able to be connecting with you again. I know we're not able to be in person yet, but we're going to look back at this season, and I pray that we're going to be able to see uh, that God did some awesome things through this time. Uh, as a church, we've been journeying through the book of John, and um, today we're going to continue picking up in John chapter 15. And what I love so much about the way God works is nothing surprises him. And uh, the words uh, of today's passage fit so perfectly with where we are as a people, where we are in our world, with the circumstances and situations that are going on, um, the timing uh, couldn't be better. And so my hope is that you are encouraged as we have been encouraged in our studies and in what we're hearing God say. So um, let's dive in. Uh, John chapter 15 picks up, we're in the middle of the conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples uh, hours before he is arrested. Um, last week we looked at John 14, 15, and 16, uh, and even the prayer in John 17 of how he was preparing the disciples to leave them, um, but not to leave them behind as orphans, but to leave them behind to continue the work that he had began, that he had been spending the last three years preparing them for this season. In the very same way, I believe that God has been preparing us for this season. And we're going to get into that uh, a little bit today together. Um, so let me just read for you the passage. Um, Jesus has, uh, again, been telling them that as he has loved, he expects us to love. As he has served, he expects us to serve. And um, that we can't do these things alone that he has to do it through us. And so let me just read these words from John chapter 15, one and following. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Here we have the seventh I am statement found in the book of John. He, we've heard him say, I am the bread of life. Uh, I am living water. Uh, what are some of the other I am statements? I am the good shepherd. Um, and today we are hearing him say that he is the true vine. Uh, the word true is so important. Back in John chapter 6, when he said, I am the true bread, there was bread that came from heaven before, the manna. But that manna could not save, that manna could not sustain. That bread was temporary. And actually, for those who depended on that bread more than one day, it rotted. It became full of maggots. But instead, Jesus is the better bread, the true bread who came from heaven. And anyone who eats of him will never be hungry. In the same way, there are false vines in our world, in our life. If we try to get our nourishment, our sense of being, our sense of purpose from other things in this world, we will be left wanting. We will be left unsatisfied. He is the only true vine. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. In a few moments, we're going to hear from Brandy share with us about what is the vine dresser and why is this so important? Our father in heaven is our vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, 
he, the Father, takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean, because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away, like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, they're thrown into a fire and burned. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, so abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, fruit that would abide. So whatever you ask uh, the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. So together we're going to kind of just have a conversation about what this passage means, uh, what it meant for the disciples, and what it means for us today, what it means in light of our situation and circumstances, and how can we be connected to the vine and bear the fruit that he calls us to bear. So, uh, as we were praying and looking through this, Brandy did some research about the vine dresser. So, tell us what you found. Okay, first of all, I want to say this to me is so exciting because I'm picturing you all on the other side of this camera with, you know, your Bibles. I don't know how many of you have Bibles that you write in and highlight in and, uh, I'm just picturing families all sitting together and writing and drawing your vines and drawing the fruit. And so, uh, that helps me to kind of bring these parables to life as I see the way Jesus was so creative and so colorful in the way he explained things. I imagine um, how this can come alive even in the heart of a child. And so I can picture your family sitting together and listening to this. When John and I started talking about this passage, you know, um, I started doing some research. I've never tended a vineyard before, and so the word vine dresser for me was a new word. Often I hear this passage and I think, Jesus is the vine and I'm the branches, and if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, he's going to cut me off, right? <laughs> so I've had this thought in my head that 
you know, I better do what I'm supposed to do, abide, whatever that really means, uh, draw close to him so that I can avoid being chopped off somehow. And so I started researching and trying to figure out, you know, um, God says he's the vine dresser. And so as I began researching what this looks like, um, every vineyard needs a vine dresser and the job, the, the job of a vine dresser is to go and hands on every single day in the vineyard. They go and they touch the plants and they can tell just from the feeling of the leaves whether there's enough water in the soil. They administer the pesticide. They make sure that there's no hidden pests that could be destroying the crop. There is a love and a gentleness that the vine dresser brings on a very daily basis. Without a vine dresser, there is no vineyard. So what that vine dresser has to do at times is say, this, uh, these offshoots of the vine are not producing fruit, and so I need to prune these back. I need to, to cut these. But it's not like big shears like I had in my mind. It's so very gentle with his hands or her hands that she would decide, I'm going to clip this here. And then in some cases, this offshoot is growing the wrong direction. And so um, we found some pictures so beautiful of where uh, there's these the metal racks that the vines will um, and the offshoots will grow toward. And so what that vine dresser will do sometimes is change the direction of growth of some of these offshooted branches. branches. Yeah. And, and when he does that and he gently wraps them around that metal, what will happen is over time, those branches will grow these little tendrils, like offshoots of their own, that literally wrap around the metal. And I thought how beautiful and how gentle this picture is that Jesus gave us of the gardener, the one who comes in, the, the vine dresser who comes in and tends to us with the most gentle hands and with nothing but our good in mind so that we can bear the fruit. And also in our research, it found, you know, the hardest thing is making sure you grow a good, strong vine. And that work is already done for us. That's already provided for us as Jesus is our true vine. And so really our only job as the branches of this vine is to yield ourselves to the work of the vine dresser. And so that, therefore, we might produce good fruit. That was just a really beautiful picture to me. Yeah, yeah, that is so good. Um, You know, the the pruning and the um, yielding process is so important. Um, I don't know how many of you have been to my house, but you've been in our backyard, uh, those of you who've been over, and I attempt here and there to try to grow things, and uh, we got some rose bushes a couple years ago, and uh, I was very on top of reading when to prune, uh, how to take care of it, and and this one year I, I followed, you know, went by the book. I I trimmed at the right time. Um, I went and applied the right chemical, 
and that spring we had beautiful roses and they, they actually lasted all summer long. It was great. And, and last year I, I forgot, I forgot to do the things that were needed. Um, and we had an unruly mess, uh, very few flowers, but a lot of thorns and it kind of grew wherever it wanted and wrapped itself around whatever kind of was in its path and it, it became a mess. So the importance of having that that skilled gardener, that skilled vine dresser is so good for bringing out the beauty in the plant. If it's cared for right, it becomes the best it can be. And that's what God has for us. His motivation is for our best. He is not a, uh, a, a mean, uh, chopper. vengeful <laughs> chopper. He is a loving, caring uh, vine dresser who comes in and cuts off the the needed parts that need to be gone and nurtures the right parts so that we become as the best we can. And There's so much grace in that. Yeah. There's so much rest in that, in trusting that, you know, this fruit that um, we bear isn't of our own doing. That's this right. is this is comes because God loves us and wants us to be fruitful. I think often though, when we are pruned or shaped or directionally mm. challenged, uh, you know, our heart tends to react in ways that isn't exactly what God has called us to. Yeah. Sometimes there's that feeling of like, uh, well, actually, I prefer to grow the direction I've already been growing. And we have this willful reaction. Sometimes there's, you know, that feeling of like, I'm, I'm a victim here. Why are you doing this to me? Why, you know, why are you chopping that part of my life off? Um, and, and I don't like that. So I'm just going to sit down and cry, you know, or, or, or feel like a victim. It's so hard at times to say, okay, whatever this is that you're bringing me through, I'm going to submit to it and learn from it and allow God to shape me and change me through it. And I think that's the message that we have today to share with our church is, you know, this is, this is the biggest trial that yeah. we've been through um, as a nation, as the church, as Hope Hill Church, and even for some of us individually, um, this is taking a lot of adjustment. Yeah. And, um, you know, God has a purpose and a plan, and he is the vine dresser who we can completely trust to grow us and shape us. And, and I really feel like we need as a church body to learn what is he pruning yeah. in us and what is he directionally changing in us so that we can grow and so that we can bear fruit. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, we've been praying that God would show us um, the people he wants us to be and how to do the things he's calling us to do. And in many ways, um, we get so busy in life that we have so many excuses as to why we don't have time to allow ourselves to, to, to be put in the hands of the vine dresser, to allow ourselves to attend uh, the gatherings of our church family. When, when it's so important that we uh, abide by yielding, abide by dwelling 
um, in the hands of our Father, in the hands of our vine dresser. And so we now have the season where we have almost nothing but time on our hands. And it, it, it could be so easy for us to fill our time binge-watching The Crown, uh, catching up on everything we've been missing, and and not really... Yeah, I've read yeah. more posts this week on how to stay busy during your staying in. Yeah. It's incredible. And, and, you know, we've thought, well, what if instead of being busy just filling our time, what if we really took time to abide in, in the vine and allow God to shape us and change us? Yeah. So, you know, instead of playing that card of why did God let this happen uh, and, and, and being the victim, instead of um, being frustrated that our plans are, all of a sudden are off or have had to change, and yes, there are reasons to be disappointed. Um, there are reasons to be sad. Some, we have friends who have had to cancel some very significant things. And, you know, instead, coming to God and, and not asking why. Why, God, but what? What do you want to do during the season? How do you want to prune me? How do you want to prune our church? How do you want to redirect some things in our lives? Uh, redirect some things for our church, not just our church here in Ho uh, Hope Hill, but our, the church globally. How can we become more of the vessel that he's truly calling us to be? One of, I've uh, heard it said that one of the greatest enemies of the church right now is distraction. And I, I find that for myself when I go to sit down to have my quiet time or study. Um, you know, my I have texts coming in. I, my business is on my phone, so I feel like I need to respond. I have um, news pop-ups that tell me how many cases we have, uh, you know, the virus in Virginia. And all of this stuff just it feels so important, but it's a distraction. And... I think one of our biggest challenges and challenges to our church body as a whole, too, is can we find time without distraction to really be in the Word um, alone with Jesus, but also with one another, with our families? You know, the difference of when you can take a verse in the morning and begin to meditate on it, that comes back to you through the whole day. And, and you begin to then, it shapes the way you think. It shapes the way you look at things. Um, so practice meditation uh, of scripture and allow that to sink in through the day. That's one way we abide in him. Yeah, um, his word is so important. It is nourishment. It's literally given to us so that we can be feeding uh, on, on the things of God. And, and the Word is living and active, and the Holy Spirit speaks through it. And so if we can start each morning, let's get back to the basics uh, of doing the things that we've been neglecting for so long. Uh, let's Instead of just checking a box and reading the verse of the day uh, and then going on about the next thing, 
let us find time to immerse ourselves in the word and to allow the word to really get inside of us. And so if we abide in him, his words will abide in us. If we dwell in him, his words will dwell in us. So let us start each day just asking God, God, search my heart and show me if there's anything in me that needs to change and help me to shape my my heart and my life according to your word. And, and so I would encourage you, if you're not having a daily routine of, of eating from God's word, then you're going to starve spiritually. You're going to be neglecting spiritual growth and the nourishment that God wants to provide. So here we have it clearly that we need to be in his word. And then the second part of that is praying. Um, I know some of us, we pray before a meal. We'll pray at church. We'll pray uh, during the midst of crisis. But do we have a regular ongoing conversation with our Father? Uh, are we at, at, at decision times, whether or not to go this way or, or this way? Are we, are we in tune with the Holy Spirit and listening to his voice uh, and constantly being in prayer? Prayer is not just bowing your head and closing your eyes and starting with dear God and ending with amen. Prayer is to be continual, a continual conversation um, of just almost like breathing. Um, are you doing that with Jesus? Are you doing that with his Holy Spirit? In John chapter 16, which we'll get into next week, Jesus said to his disciples, he said this in John 16, 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. I mean, that's just so heavy to just think about that. But he, he went on to say this. He didn't leave them hanging there. He said, when the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. And so if we're not taking time prayerfully meditating on the scripture, prayerfully meditating and just saying to the Holy Spirit, speak to me, lead me. If we're not taking time, we're not going to hear him. But if we do set aside time to meditate, to study, to pray, to listen, the spirit of truth will guide us into all truth and he will speak not on his own authority, but whatever he speaks, he will declare to you the things that are to come, the things that the father has given him. So if we want to hear from God, we've got to carve out time to hear. And that comes through daily spiritual disciplines of being in his word, praying throughout the day, meditating and letting those truths dwell and us taking time to really listen to the Spirit's voice. Yeah, I think in closing, um, we talked about this idea that Christianity has become this, like, to-go order for huh. us, you know, like a drive-through almost. Like, you know, how, how can I get this done and quickly so that it can get on to the next thing? And there was this season before all this happened with the virus where... <laughs> Our, the leadership team of our church has been praying fervently, what do we need to do or change or adjust that will help people in our church see the need for gathering, the gathering of mm. the saints yes. to come together on Sundays? The interesting thing is I, I would... If everyone showed up on one Sunday who says that Hope Hill Church is their home church, we would have like 600 yeah. people filling our seats. And some weeks we have a couple hundred, a few hundred. Yeah. And um, 
you know, that's that's not calling anybody out. We get it that everyone's busy, but maybe yeah. this is a season for us of pruning. Yeah. Maybe we look at our lives and say, what is really necessary? I, we yeah. always had a rule for our kids. They could choose one activity a, per, a piece. Maybe this is for you to look at your family calendar and say, what do we need to prune so that we can make our spiritual growth and abiding in Christ the number one priority. The number one for us. priority, right, right. And and so it's it's not a surprise to God that we're going through any yeah, of this. Right. And uh, He has a plan and lessons for each of us, gentle, beautiful lessons for us to learn, uh, because He's the author and the master and the gardener of that. And it's just so beautiful the way He. He treats us kindly in that way. So, yeah, I, um, I want to let you know a couple things. First of all, as we already said earlier, um, we're not trying to force us to have a kind of situation where we are pursuing forcing fruit to be in our life. Um, fruit is the natural byproduct of being connected to divine. And so our focus isn't on the next good deed that we need to do. It's being connected to Jesus. And so we want to encourage you to find ways to do that. Um, we have some resources we're going to be sharing with you. Uh, we're, we're talking about possibly putting a, a class online about how you can uh, develop your prayer life, develop your uh, scripture reading, meditation, spiritual disciplines uh, that will help foster you being connected and abiding more, yielding more uh, to the vine and to the vine dresser, our, our loving Father's hands. And so be looking for that. Uh, but what what's the simple thing you can start doing? Start being in God's Word. Start praying with your family, with your friends, alone. Um, and start allowing God's Word to dwell in you richly meditating on the things that he's already shared with us to do. Those are great places to start. And I believe that during this season, we can see God do amazing things as we surrender to his pruning in our life. So what is it? Uh, as we close, I want to ask you to, to have your own time of prayer, just saying, God, what areas of my life need to be pruned? What what fertilizer do I need to have applied? Uh, in what way can I become more the person you want me to be? And as you let the Holy Spirit lead you, I, I know he'll guide you. He'll guide all of us. And we'll see the church grow and flourish because of it. So, yeah, uh, let's pray. And uh, and then we'll 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 press on together. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you that you are a loving vine dresser, that you have come to lovingly care for us, lovingly remove um, whatever might be in our life that is a distraction or that is a horrible, wrong growth. Uh, there are certain things sometimes in our life that need to be cut off. And God, help us not to, to, to take this time and to uh, cause it to feel anxiety or stress, but to instead lean into you, Jesus, and allow us to let you lead us through it and to be shaped by you and for you so that we can become all that you've called us to be. 
We pray all this in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I hope Hill Church, Pastor John Cousins here, and I want to let each and every one of you know that uh, every day during this uh, crisis, I am thinking and praying for each of you, and um, my heart is that I could be with you, that we could be together, worshiping together, and I know that at this time that's not possible for us to be physically together, but we can be together virtually. Uh, the great thing about this season is it comes at a time uh, when we have modern technology. And so all of our community groups are still meeting. Uh, we are still having uh, gatherings happen virtually through uh, uh, online platforms like Zoom. And so if you're not plugged into a community group, I want you to message us in the comments. And we will send you step-by-step -step directions of how you can get connected to one of our existing community groups. All of them have moved online uh, and are using online platforms to be able to meet weekly and to lift each other up, to care for each other, and to pray for each other. Uh, that's what the church is to be here about. And church is not canceled. We are the church. You and I, as uh, redeemed, blood-bought children of God, are the church and nothing has canceled. So we will continue to meet together in community through our community groups. And I want you to message me in the comments below uh, and we will send you a link of how to get connected virtually to one of our community groups. In addition to that, we've got uh, ways that we are serving our community through this time. And if you are available and want to know how you can be a part of our Hope House ministry, our blessing bag ministry, our food pantry, uh, and other ways that we are trying to serve our community in safe ways, in ways that are in uh, accordance with the guidelines being given to us. There are some things we can be doing. And if you're available and want to be serving, uh, again, comment to us and we will follow up with you, letting you know just how you can do that. Also during this time, uh, the church is needed now more than ever. Uh, praying for others, setting the example, and being a light in the midst of darkness. And together, we can be what God calls us to be. When we share of our time, our talents, and our treasure, we can continue to be strong, the strong church that God calls us to be. And so I want to encourage you, if you are uh, able to give towards the ministry of our, our time, our talents, and our treasure, then we would continue to do that. We have online ways for you to give digitally, to set up automatic giving. Uh, this is an act of worship for us to trust God, for us to give back to God out of how the way he's blessed us. We are blessed to be a blessing. And so if you have not yet set up online giving, again, there's going to be a link in the comments. You can click it uh, even now, uh, and you, you will be taken to a page where you can set up uh, a one-time or a reoccurring gift uh, so that you can continue to worship God through giving. We are the church, and church is not canceled. There is much for us to do. The church can grow stronger more now than ever. In the midst of this crisis, Jesus is our rock, and he is calling us to be the light to the world. And so I'm excited to see how Hope Hill Church and the church around the world will grow and thrive 
during this season. Thank you for believing in Jesus and thank you for being a part of our church family in the way that you're serving, in the way that you're praying, in the way that you're giving. Let's do this and let's see what God has in store for us together.